We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. The hottest next tape you'll find online. Next all day. We bleed blue and orange. This is Knicks Fan TV, your one-stop shop for the ultimate New York Knicks fan experience. News, rumors, debates, post-game live streams featuring live callers. Let's go Knicks, baby! And now, your host, CP, the NY Fanatic. Starting the stream up, Tuesday night Knicks. On this Nixmas Eve night, Jay Ellis, the number one show for the fans by the fans, is back with another live stream. If you're a diehard Knicks fan who loves to talk about Knicks news, Knicks rumors, and post-game live analysis featuring live callers, smash that subscribe button below and the notification bell so you don't miss anything. This is the home for you. Jay Ellis. What? How you doing, man? I'm tired as hell, but I'm here, damn it. Hey, <laughs> yeah, me, me too, me too. <laughs> Definitely tired, but uh, listen, we had a good show last night. Salute to Tommy D for coming through. Um, I thought the feedback was great. We had a great show with him. And and once again, JLs, it wouldn't be the Knicks if there wasn't some news to talk about. And there's always news. Yep. Okay? Because sources are telling Knicks fan TV. Sources? Yeah, yeah, sources. You know, we got sources now. You know, we, we're getting oh, bigger now. You know what I mean? Like, yeah? Sometimes oh, people people just tell you things. You know, they send you a telegram and stuff like that. A little pigeon. Ah, pigeon gram. Crazy. Yeah, it happens. It happens, man. Crazy. And, and you know, we're, we're talking about this this point guard situation, which has been the number one storyline of the offseason. But sources are telling Knicks fan TV jails. Multiple okay. sources. Multiple sources? Oh. Multiple sources. Fake news. Huh. That <laughs> one Alonzo Trier. Isozo could be heading into the starting lineup going into the Alamo tomorrow night, Knicks mm. versus Spurs. Mm. And to that, you say what? To that, I say, <laughs> man, I told y'all. <laughs> I told y'all, man. The first, okay, let me, first, let me start off by saying this. <laughs> when we first got back, and ISO Zos didn't play. What did I say? It's only preseason, dog. Like, chill you're, out. You're right, man. I was just like, people testing things out. You know, we got nine new players. We don't know what Wayne Ellis can do, what capacity he can work with the team. 
Fizz knows, kind of knows what he's getting with ISO, so he was just trying to fill it out. And then the way ISO has performed those two games he was in, it was kind of undeniable that he's just way more versatile and you can't have him out the game. You just can't. True. <laughs> True story, man. True story. Listen, I, I was uh... – I was wrong. I guess I was wrong about it. You know, I, I thought Ellington. Well, well. First off, let's say this. Even though it seems like, and people ask multiple, yes, multiple people have told me this, um, that ISO could be headed into the starting lineup. We still don't know whether it's as the one, or are we still going to have one of the point guard trio, which slides ISO to the two and RJ to the three. We still don't know that yet. Mm. You know what I mean? That that's still that's still something we got to factor in, and we're gonna have Mark Berman of the New York Post calling us up live from San Antonio, so he's gonna give us the latest on what's going on. But I, yeah, we still I, don't know, bro. I highly doubt it's the one. I don't think I've seen ISO play the one this whole preseason, so it doesn't make sense for me to see ISO play the one opening night. We've seen RJ play the one. Mm-hmm. We've seen, you know, I've not seen ISO play the one not since last season. Right. And I don't know if Coach wants to go that route again. But ISO at the two, the way he's been playing right now, I'm with that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now listen, I, I'm listen. I'm, I'm up for whatever works, man. Honestly, you know, we've been talking about lineups in and out, this, that, and the third, you know, for so long. But hey, if if I think RJ can work with a lot of these guys, and if it's not working with the with the three headed monster, um, you know, to throw ISO in there, let's see what happens. I'll but, definitely see what happens. Yeah. Yeah, because we still have to see. It, like, is this an is this an indication that neither DSJ uh, uh, nor Frank nor Peyton starts, or do you throw in? See, in this situation, I I would I would throw Frank in that mix. Oh, definitely. I would throw Frank in that mix, but I could see him going Peyton. I can see it too, but to me, I would definitely go Frank, especially if DSJ works out. Mm-hmm. I mean, if not, I'm sorry. Especially if RJ works out at point, I would definitely go Frank without a without a doubt. Just because Frank doesn't really project to be a lead guard at this point. And he still kind of provides something that we don't have. Mm-hmm. So and just in the name of versatility, I would go Frank with the defense. I still feel like he can kind of catch up to, to Alfred Payton on you know his setup abilities, giving being able to set up other teammates and possibly even rebound down the, down the line, but the defense is just too good to ignore. Yeah, I, I hear you, man. I, I definitely hear you because I think it, again, if you're gonna go that lineup and throw DSJ in there with Morris and Randall, I mean, that's that's gonna be too much ball holding the ball. And and Fizz, you know, okay. Fizz is out there uh, uh, evangelizing ISO, saying he's gonna shed his name. <laughs> so maybe, maybe that that was Fizz. Maybe that was Fizz getting out in front of it and, and trying to, uh, you know, skid skid the fences real quick to, to keep us keep us in the loop and let us know that um, that ISOs. Maybe that was a hint by Fizz. Maybe Listen, that man. was a hint by Fizz, man. <laughs> this is Terry has said Terry shout out to Terry. Terry said multiple times that uh, Fizz he he's really good with the Knicks media and that's a big reason why he's here. He knows how to kind of work things. And what's good about the media? The media knows how to market, CP. Yeah, yeah. And when you want to know how to learn how to market, you got to put things out there. You got to put the feelers out there first to get the people's mind to recalculate. <laughs> ISO can't go out there and say, I'm not ISO no more. 
But if somebody else comes out and says, yo, I'm not ISO no more. He's not ISO no more. He's 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 changing his game. Then it's like, all right, he has a spokesman. The spokesman always is better than the actual person. Hey, you're right. You're right on that, man. You're definitely <laughs> right on that. So what do you guys think in the chat about the, the prospects of, of putting ISO into the starting lineup? Let us know in the chat. Leave us your comments. Uh, we're waiting on Mark Berman of the New York Post to call us in. Give us some updates uh, live from San Antonio. We're also on tonight's episode. We're going to give you our six bold predictions for the Knicks upcoming 1920 season as well as our uh uh season awards sales we got to do our season awards once again man mm-hmm. definitely got to do our season awards once again so oh, once yeah, again yeah, yeah, yeah. salute to everybody in the chat hit that thumbs up button for your boys make sure you guys are subscribing to the channels uh the phone lines are up 657-383-1509 um real quick also in the news before before we get to uh the president the new president of the isozo fan club you know who that is I, I, I hate, I've been seeing Ari in the chat Ari? stirring a ruckus. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, Ari's been in the chat stirring a ruckus. He couldn't join us that last preseason game when, when ISO um, um, tried to close out the game. We were hoping to hear from him, but we're going to hear from him tonight. Uh, also in the news, though, J. Ellis, uh, it was, I was alerted this morning, again, sources, that, that Mitch was walking around in a boot last mm. night after practice. Um, we are hearing that Mitch has sprained his ankle in practice. So it could be down Mitch and also Taj Gibson could be out with a sore right calf. What do you think about that? I think I heard Fizdale say that um, Taj might be available to play tomorrow. Um, but um, if not, then we might be in trouble. I don't really want to see Randall at the five that much, really. I know some people yeah. say, yeah, let's Randall. I don't really want to see it. This is one of those situations where I'm just like, uh, hey, do you have Wooten's number? Can we give that? Yeah, number? can we can we give can we give yeah. Teddy that two way real quick? Yeah, yeah, you know yeah, I mean? yeah, just real quick, just throw that two way real quick. Get him, yeah, get him yeah, over here. Then, yeah, <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. It's gonna be scary, man, because you know, L.A. Lamarcus Aldridge, L.A. He he's gonna be uh, licking his chops, man. He's gonna be feasting on us, and oh, hopefully, yeah. yeah, because it's like you know. Do you, do you now you're only down to Randall and, and Portis? So so much for all the power forwards we picked up in the off season, JLs. Yeah, well, we too many big men. <laughs> That's man. what they said. So much for all the big men we got. <laughs> so much for all of that, there. Yeah, yeah, so so much so, for all of that, man. I can see if in the pinch they might slide Marcus in a pinch to the four and go uh, smaller, if anything. Yeah, I would. I would go if they're gonna go that lineup. I would go uh, Frank, Iso, RJ, Marcus, Randall. Yeah, you know you what I mean. I would do that, yeah. and and then off the bench, I would go. Uh, DSJ, Ellington, or, or I would go Peyton, DSJ, Ellington, Knox, and Portis. Mm. Or or do or do you could go DSJ, Dotson, right? Ellington, two shooters, two shooters, DSJ, Dotson, Ellington, Knox, and Portis. I can see that. You know I what I mean? That. Frank in there somewhere. Yeah. Putting Frank for El- well, well, yeah. Well, I said I said I, w- I would throw Frank out there on the first unit with ISO and RJ. Okay, okay, okay. That makes sense. I would throw ISO Frank at the one, ISO at the two, RJ at the three, Morris at the four, Randall at the five, and then I like that second unit. I would go DSJ, Ellington, Dotson, Knox, and 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 Portis. 
Woo! I actually like that. Actually, yeah, well, 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 not too bad. Not too bad, man. You know? Actually, like I mean, the defense might not be in the first unit, <laughs> nah, but nah. like the spacing offensively on both units. Yeah, yeah, it's nice. The spacing on offense is pretty nice. It's nice right there. Yeah, nice yeah, right yeah. there. So, yeah. Uh, so yeah, let's, let's see what happens on the injury front. Hopefully, one of those guys. I think, like you said, Taj may be back. So let, mm-hmm. let's see what happens there. Also, DSA signs with Rock Nation. If anybody yeah. cares, congratulations. He's 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 withholding them. So, congratulations. All right, Jay, let's get to the phones. Right. Listen, this guy's been bugging me all day. Said he wants to call in and and uh, and and support ISOZO for for his presidential campaign. <laughs> Ari from Manhattan joins us. Ari, Ari, Ari what's going on, man? You wheeled me, ISO bro. to the starting lineup, Ari. <laughs> Ari spoke it into existence. Hey, listen, <laughs> listen, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not here to toot my own horn, but I've been on this before everybody. Not gonna lie, I, I've been calling this ISO RJ backcourt from the beginning. Um, mm-hmm. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm happy. I think. First of all, I, I still don't know if it's going to actually happen. I, yeah. I think Fisdale is going to screw it up and just like put someone else in there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, that's just between me. But this is what I think. So, like, you know, I know you guys are talking about, like, who's going to play the one, who's going to play the two. What I would do is that whoever's closer to the rebound just takes the ball up and just dribbles it up. And, you, you know, you kind of play with um, – Positionless basketball. Yeah. Whoever's closer to the rebound pushes the ball up. Absolutely. And then after after like a bucket or whatever, you let you let RJ do it. But um, they're both competent ball handlers, and obviously they're not like, I mean RJ's a playmaker. Iso's not a playmaker. But the thing is, Iso, people don't understand. It's like this is what I get so mad at. I don't know why everybody's so patient with Frank. Let's develop Frank. Let's do all this <laughs> stuff. But like pretending like we can't develop Iso. We can't, like, hey, you know, point, he JLs. can't change his game. And, you know, and, wait, wait, JLs, there's something to say about that. Go ahead, JLs. Go ahead. Get your, get your point in. You know, Ari, I agree with you. I actually freaking agree. It bugs the hell out of me that people don't see ISO as a rookie like they see Frank as a rookie. Like, I don't, I don't understand why people paint ISO as just a backup guy. And it's only his rookie year. Like, he can't develop like everybody else. I just, I don't understand it. And I have patience for both. It makes no sense. I'm not, I'm still on Frank, but I, I mean, understand listen, what I think it is. Go, sorry, go ahead. I think it's because I saw. I think it's because I saw was undrafted and Frank was a lottery pick. So everyone wants Frank to pan out so yeah. badly that they give him so much more time. That's honestly. exactly That's what, what it I is. think it is. That's exactly because, what listen, it is. Listen, you you could, yeah. Listen, Frank. Listen, and this is the problem with Frank. Right, so like if he's like he's, I don't think he's a point guard, right? So if you're gonna move him to the two, then all of a sudden he has to guard twos, right? Or he could guard the best offensive player on the other team, but then the point guard has to guard someone taller than them, right? Mm-hmm. So then that then that throws his defense off, right? So like yeah, he can lock down Trey Young, he can knock that, he can lock down Kemba a little bit, and Kyrie, he's six inches taller than them. But then you have to put him up against two guards like Devin Booker and players like that, and he's not a lockdown player. And now you have a, a regular defender. You have a decent defender who's the worst offensive player in all NBA. So you can't have him on the floor, <laughs> right? So, like, what I think is you should have him as a defensive specialist come off the bench, and if, like, let's say Damian Lillard or some guard is going off on the Knicks, you throw him in there for five minutes, disrupt his rhythm, and then put him back on the bench where he belongs, and that's it. That's what I would do. But, um, listen, I mean, but the one other thing I want to talk about yeah, real, quick, mm-hmm. real quick, real mm-hmm. quick, is that, is that 
I don't think the Julius Randle, Marcus, I, I don't think the Knicks signed Julius Randle to that deal if they knew Marcus Morris was going to come and vice versa. I don't think those two work well together, especially on the offensive end. And what I would do is I would trade one of them at the trade deadline, um, and then that would get Kevin Knox more minutes to develop and stuff like yeah. that and you get an asset. But I don't like those two together. And if we're going to preach defense and how important defense is, Julius Randle's the worst defender on the entire team. Like, point guard or um, I think No, I think, I think Portis is worse. I, I disagree. Yeah, I, I pre- believe, appreciate I the call, Ari. I think Por- of the big man, Portis is definitely the worst. Yeah, I've, I've at least seen, like, Julius Randle kind of yeah, go yeah. this is lock some people down. He had a lot. La- the last few games he had like a block and a steal, like two preseason games in a row. So I, mm-hmm. I don't agree with that, but I do agree with the the Morris Randall pairing. Yeah, that could be iffy. That can be iffy, and I think the coach knows it can be iffy too because he was even saying that is too much holding the ball. Oh, too much I, holding the ball. Yeah, and if his skill sets are good, like Morris is a good defender yeah. and he's a good offensive player. But he has to learn not to hold the ball as much, man. Mm-hmm. And, and like I said, I said you missed the last game, um, the last uh, live stream, Ari. But I said the same thing when Wayne Ellington was in, the offense swayed a lot I, better. I, I like that lineup when we had RJ at the three. I like that yeah. lineup when, when we pushed everybody down. Um, we'll see. I agree with them. I agree with you guys on that. The, the Morris Randall pairing is something that's gonna. Um, need to be evaluated as we go. Obviously, for yeah. tomorrow night, I think you'll you'll have it. Mm-hmm. Um, but we'll see what happens going forward. We'll, we'll see yeah. what happens going forward. We'll see. We'll see if the coach coaches Morris too. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like if he tells him not to hold the ball as much, and it looks a lot better tomorrow. Definitely, definitely, man. All right. So Ari uh, came through. That was a good call. Uh, let's go to um, our guy Q from Brooklyn, man. Q, how you feeling, man? Yo, 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 feeling, feeling decent. Nice, Decent. nice. Yo, yo, if you if you got so, us on uh, speakerphone, Q, just take us take us on speakerphone if you have us on speakerphone. Yeah, let me get off of that. Right. Yeah, feel decent, but didn't feel too good when I heard Mitch with the angle. Yeah, yeah so, man. Ain't happy about that. Yep. But um, hey, I, one quick point on Ari, man. Ari's on fire. By the way. <laughs> he killing the chat, man. He's destroying it. He, he's man. He just. I couldn't say nothing, man. He was just killing it. I, yeah. I couldn't even put a word. Uh, uh, he's but, passionate, um, man. He's passionate. Yo, he has a point. Man, he has a point where, where ISO, but he needs to understand the reason why they didn't want to develop ISO in the way they should have is because ISO kind of defined his role already. That's it. He looks yeah. like a six-man. You know what I mean? He, mm-hmm. looks, he looks like John Starks without defense. You know, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It, it's just something that – easily can be defined when you could come in and just put up buckets. So yeah. as a coach, you're going to say, you know what? This guy's a six-man. Let me make that happen. Um, another point with Morris. I love Morris, man. Come on, y'all. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I love his game. But, <laughs> now, you know, <laughs> I understand. I, I, I saw a little too much sticky ball in her man Randall, and we can't have two guys yeah, like that. That's right. So, mm-hmm. That's right. The, the main problem is Fizz has to say, look, man, what type of offensive identity we have? Mm-hmm. Are we going to mm-hmm. have none but a bunch of ISO guys? Are we going to move the ball and think we're Golden State? Because we don't even have a center. Yeah. So, you know, the offense has to be defined. Got to be defined. And, and you know what? i tell you this. I'm on Fizz this year because this last couple of years, man, he talked that defense talk. And I still haven't seen the identity. So, seen it. 
What y'all got to think about that? Offensive identity, defensive identity. If y'all could touch on that, yeah. you know what I mean? We, we need to see I, I want to hear y'all stance in the chat. On. I want to hear all that. Yeah, spot on. Q spot on, JLs. We, we have yet to – yes, early. It's early season just starting. Mm-hmm. But we have we have yet to see that – um, that that defensive. This is this was Fizz's on his resume. This was his specialty. You know what I mean? Right. What is the defensive concepts that we're gonna be running? What are the offensive concepts that we're gonna be running? I, I I'm gonna say this. I feel like this year I expected to both be better, and only because the amount of veterans that we signed, they're gonna be able to kind of teach the, the kids that are here right now, mm-hmm. like where to go instinctively, where to go on defense instinctively, where to go on offense instinctively. He didn't have that last year. Yeah. And I think this year is definitely going to be a step forward because, you know, Marcus Morris has been around the block. Lucas Randall has been around the block. Uh, you saw what happened with Mitch last season when someone like DeAndre Jordan was here for the end of the year. All of a sudden, his IQ seemed to rise when somebody's in the game, kind of direct them on what to do. And I feel like the same thing is going to happen for Knox and for all these other guys. And also, don't discount the importance of, you know, um, Mike Miller. Mike Miller might show up and do some things, yeah. too. He was a beast in the G League, so they give him a lot of credit for for uh, developing some of those guys. And the G League team has been fairly successful. Uh, I hope he's just not there as a uh, you know, you know what I mean. Mm, uh, you know, what do you mean? Well, what I'm well, what I'm saying is, I hope that the decision to move him up there was the coach's decision and not necessarily the front office decision. Oh, yeah. I see what you're saying. You know what? I, yeah, that's actually like, exactly what I mean. Kind of like a, a, a like a, a ghost, like yeah. Like the the, the the assistant is in place, the right. place type of deal. Right, right. I, I hope that's not the case, but um, but we'll see. But Q's, Q's exactly right. I, I think Fizz, he has a tough job, man, in terms of how does he, you know, Randall is, is a guy that, yes, he can pass it well, and his assist numbers were pretty good last year. He can move it, but the ball sticks with him. You know, Marcus mm-hmm. Morris, he's out there. He, he, like we said the other day, he's on his Dollar Tree uh, mellow vibes out there. You know what I mean? <laughs> he's, he's just letting it go. This, this is his first year with really having the freedom, you know, to do his thing. So he, he's right. uh, taking advantage of that in full force. So we'll see. And then if you throw an ISO in the mix, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll see how it goes, man. But definitely a tough job for Fizz, man. Yeah, man. Toughest job in the NBA right now. I hope he's up yeah. to it. Yeah, like somebody in the chat says, does anybody on the team know their role? Well, that that's going to be on Fizz and and some of these guys. To to some of these guys are going to have to sacrifice um, th- themselves. Oh yeah, and, uh, to make sure guys like RJ, you know, shines and and so on and so forth. Mm-hmm. You yeah, know what I mean? That's a fact. You got to take it. You got to take your role. And that's why we're in this predicament right now with RJ being able to be the point guard. Because mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He also preseason. What point guard really stepped up and took it? Right. RJ was the one who had six assists game. True. Can you tell me any other point guard on his team who had six assists this whole preseason? It's a true story. Yeah, true story, man. <laughs> and, and that was one of my bold predictions, Jails. Nah. That was one. Of, let's get into the bold predictions yeah. real quick. That was one of my bold predictions is that I believe RJ Barrett is going to lead the team in assists this year. Yeah. I think so. Between what we're hearing now with ISO being moved into the lineup, and also the fact that we're seeing, you're going to see RJ playing the one in spurts. We saw that in the preseason. I think that's going to be a trend that's going to continue. We saw it in summer league. We saw it in preseason. I don't see why it wouldn't, you know, push into the season. I don't think they're not going to, I don't think they're going to give him the full-time responsibility 
because mm-hmm. I still feel like they he he needs to kind of master his own position first before he moves to running the whole team. But I think he'll have a lot of responsibility as a, as the playmaker on the team, and for that, I think he's going to lead the team in assists. That's my one bold prediction. That's a bold one because I think DSJ averaged what five. And DSJ, then, I'll pull it up for you right now because you made the graphic. It's a good job, and, man. It's a nice graphic. Uh, and, DSJ averaged five last year. And then I think uh, Peyton averaged six point something. Peyton so, averaged 7.6. 7.6. That's going to be – so it really depends on the minutes. Minutes, and, yeah. It's really going to depend on minutes, what the coach is seeing. If um, – is 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 if the Knicks are out of it, especially and at the halfway mark, I don't see Peyton doing seven point six. No. Uh, so we'll see. We'll see. We'll see. Yeah. Could be DSJ. Could be. Yeah. Could be DSJ. Yeah. Could be we'll RJ. We'll see, we'll see what happens. We'll see what what do you got? What do you guys think of the chat of that bold prediction? RJ leading the team in assists. Uh, my second one, J. Ellis. Maybe not as bold as some, but I do think uh, Randall will make the all-star team as, as a reserve. Maybe one of the last reserves, but I think Randall will make it. He averaged mm-hmm. uh, about 21-9 and nine last year. I'm going to say he hovers around the same. I'll, I'll up it a little bit. I think he goes, say, around 23. Say 23-8. Mm-hmm. and eight. Okay. And, 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 and those same four dimes. I, I think he'll get there. Julius Randall will be leading the New York Knicks into Chicago. All right, all right. No, number two. What do you think about that one? I mean, that's pretty. I think that's pretty safe. Yeah, I can yeah. see that. That is like, bold. Uh, yeah. It's not as bold. It's, it's, it's there. It's like, mm-hmm. it, like we said before, it all kind of depends on what we're doing. If we're winning, the more mm-hmm. we win, the better he looks. And the more likely he'll be able to get that nod. Like, what real power forwards are here for real, for real? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, there's a lot of open space and runway for that. Like Kevin Love is out there with the Cavs. Are you expecting them to come out there and do something? I don't, I don't know. Yeah, I <laughs> it don't. might be an open role for Julius Randle to do. That's do what I'm saying. That's things, what I'm saying. Especially since he's gotten better every season. That's so. right. And you got you got Horford on the Sixers now sharing with Embiid. You know who? You know his numbers might go down a little bit. Obviously, mm-hmm. he's another year older, another another year under under his belt as as a veteran. So his numbers may go down having to share the court with Embiid. So, uh, you know, the East is wide open. I don't see why Randall couldn't. As I said, I think if we're hovering around 500, a little over 500 by the All-Star break, I think he can make it. But if we're completely in the, in, in the mud, maybe not. Mm-hmm. Maybe not. No, that makes sense. Yeah. yeah. And my last one, I'm going with um, a trade. Mm. I'm going with a trade. I think um, three guys get dealt by the deadline. I think it's going to be Marcus Mars. Okay. I think they're going to trade Ellington to make room for Bullock. Yeah, I can see that. And, and I think Dotson. I think Dotson's a goner, man. Ah! Sorry, sorry, man. <laughs> I think I think Morris, Ellington, back, and Dotson, <laughs> maybe not in one trade, maybe not in a package, but I, I think those three get paired off. I, I think those three get paired uh. off. I don't, I don't know where. I think Morris would end up somewhere in the West on a, on a, you know, a, a team making a push. Maybe Denver, maybe Portland. Yeah. You know, I can see him on Portland. I could definitely see him on the Blazers. I with, with Damon CJ. I could I could see them in. Yeah, to me, like to me, no matter what happens, a shooting guard is being traded. Like yeah. I know that for sure. Like mm-hmm. win or lose, <laughs> a 
shooting guards getting traded because somebody got to go. Mm-hmm. Like there's too many of those over here. But I can definitely see Marcus Morris getting traded if, if we're not in the in the hunt. Um, you hope that we're somewhere all magical and we are in the hunt. I know everybody's predicting thirty around thirty wins. So am I. But you know, you hope for a miracle, and, yeah, and Marcus Morris stays and see what happens. But I'm I'm sad, man. I don't want Dot to go, but I can definitely see it happening, man. Yeah, I, that that I can see happening, and it makes sense. You know, if we're not contending for anything by that time, or if we're not playing for anything by that time, try to get an asset, man. Go ahead. <sighs> yeah, he, he's gonna be one of my favorite on the team for sure. You're he already is, but you know we get we gotta you know put business ahead of uh, of sentiments. Yeah. And he's the only Nick that follows me on Instagram. <laughs> oh, he's, oh, yo, dope. That's dope, man. I didn't even know that. Yeah, Dotson follows me on Instagram. You oh, that, oh, that's I thought you said Marcus Morris. Yeah, no, oh, Dot, not Marcus Morris, Dotson. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nah, we knew Dot was a friend of the program from the beginning. Yeah, Dot's oh. been a friend of the program from from the beginning. Oh man! Um, so I, Bar- Berman just hit me up. He said his flight got a little bit delayed. He's, he's still trying to uh, make it on. So just stay tuned. Maybe on a little bit later. Uh, JL, okay. so let's get to your three bold takes, and then we're gonna get All back right. to the phones. We'll get back to the phones. Um, I see Max. I see Ron. CP the artist. We're gonna get to you guys in a minute. JL, your three bold predictions. Keep in mind, I wrote this Sunday. <laughs> <laughs> All right, just let you know how ahead of the curve I was. <laughs> So my first prediction was Isa will beat out Elton as a backup. That was my first prediction. I wrote this Sunday. Keep that in mind. This is before all the news. <laughs> J.L. Stradamus, people. It's, it's J.L. Stradamus. And, and I'll have you know, CP, last year, I predicted that Frank would start in small forward. Wow. Good stuff, man. Good stuff. Just letting, just letting you know. I'm just letting That's <laughs> 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 on record. You can go on my Nick, Nick, the Nick of Time show that Com. You can go to soundcloud.com slash Nick Time Show and check the episodes from last year. And I'll there definitely put that on there. Yes, sir. Boom. All Good right. Stuff. So, yeah. Yeah, ISO, as we said, he's been balling when he was sitting down. Even when he was sitting – he was sitting down, and when he came in the game, you saw what he did. He couldn't be ignored. He put his stamp in the game every time he's been injected in the game. And he's more versatile than any shooting guard that we have on a roster not named Andre Barrett right now. So it's kind of ridiculous – to ignore him and not play him at all. So I just I just didn't see the coach just like, nah, we're going to have him on the bench bench behind Wayne Ellington. I don't care how good Wayne Ellington shoots threes. I still can shoot threes too. And he can do a lot more, as you can see from that little whoop-de-doo movie just did just there. Like, even if he's not shooting a three, he can ISO and create for himself. And no one else on his team can really do that, except for maybe RJ and possibly DSJ. Yeah, fair. Uh, hey, that's fair enough. Fair enough. I, I definitely think he he can beat out Ellington. Ultimately, ultimately, it's gonna come down to Ellington making his shots. Yeah. If, if he proves if he if he's not here to do his job, then I think uh, th- there'll be a quick trigger, a, a quick uh, pull on him. No, no doubt about it. That's a fact. That's a fact. Number two, I know my guy's injured right now, but. Bold statement, Mitchell Robinson is going to lead the league in blocks. Bold. Ooh, okay. Bold. Okay. Same Who was it bold. last year? Was it Gobert or was it uh, my guy from the Pacers? What did you le- say? What's the question? Who led the league in blocks last year? Was it Gobert or um, what's the guy's name from the Pacers? Um, I think it was Gobert, if I remember correctly. Yeah. I think it was Gobert. Like, even in preseason, he was still kind of up there in blocks with his limited minutes and... I feel like when he gets his feet under him and he gets his wind back and his ankle is is ready, 
Oh, Miles Turner. Somebody, Miles somebody Turner. Miles Turner led the league. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. That's what. That's it. Miles Turner is who I'm thinking about. I really just feel like it has to do with him being healthy. Like if, if Mitchell Robinson is healthy, I think he will lead the league in blocks. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. Not not bad. Not bad at all. Yeah. So that's our guy Mitch, friend of the program. You know what I mean, Mitch? Please. Yeah. And my last bold statement, going out bold, bold, bold. Mm-hmm. Julius Randle is the leader as of now, but by the end of the season, I think RJ will be known as, you know what? That guy could be the face of Knicks too. Like that guy might be the leader. Like I think Mm. RJ will be emerged as the leader by the time the end of the season comes along. Interesting. Interesting. So you think it'll be RJ's team by the end of the season? Yeah. Nice. Yeah. It, It might not be said out loud like that, but it's going to be kind of like, you know, it's going to be known. Yeah, yeah. It's going to be known. Like, you're going to start to see, oh, you have the ball a little bit at the end. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? You make a little decisions when the game. Like, I feel like some stuff is like that is going to happen when it comes to the end of the year. Okay. All right. Not bad. Not bad at all, man. What do do you guys think of the chat of of JL's top three predictions? What What do you guys think about that? Well, let us know in the chat. And uh, and we will shout you guys out. Shout out to all people. Hashtag new. Taya Clay, I see you. T- hashtag new. Uh, if you guys are new in the chat, leave us a comment with the hashtag new. Also, throw your cities in the chat. Let's let's see where you guys are tuning in from. And and we will uh, shout you guys out as well. Taya said, my predictions weren't so bold. Mm. Weren't so- hey, RJ leading the team in assists. I mean, that that's, that's kind of bold. That's kind of <laughs> bold, man. That, that's that kind of bold. bold. That's definitely kind of bold. And also, how about the um the trades? You know, Perry, as we as you said, and and as uh, my guy Terry said, Perry, you know, trade deadline Perry hasn't really uh, emerged yet. Trade deadline Perry has been gun shy. Yeah, he's been gun shy. He's definitely been gun shy, especially when it comes to expiring contracts. Right. Right. So let's see. You know, we we hope that he can that he can you know muster a trade and, and pair off some of this depth. For some, you know, future assets, but we'll see. It's not an easy thing. No, it's definitely not, man. Definitely not an easy thing. So, let, let's see how that works out. Um, where's people checking in from? We got Mannheim, Germany. Bikey okay. Mikey, Germany in the building. I, I see you there, there, boy, yeah, boy. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we got Liam checking in from Australia. We got a lot, we got a lot of people from Australia in, in the building, Jails. Yeah. A lot, a lot of Aussies, man. Go ahead. Yeah, Aussie's being a chat heavy, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Australia's definitely heavy. Well, you know, it's like it's like daytime over there, so it's like oh, uh, that makes a lot yeah. of sense. Now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They yeah, have that right. advantage. They have that they that home court advantage, man. Right. Okay. We got Nuggy Fresh. Okay, <laughs> Nuggy Fresh. Yeah, yeah. Yep. Roll up. All right. I see you, Elizabeth, New Jersey. Okay. Okay. <laughs> well, New Jersey's in the house today. We also got Mason. Okay. Shout out to Mason as well. Shout out my guy Sid Leonard, Uptown Harlem World. What's going on? Um, Apple fanboy checking in from Buffalo. Might it's probably okay. snowing up there already. You know he's he's cold up there, man. They probably got like ten inches of snow, man. I'm oh, sorry to hear that. Man. Yeah, man. It always snows in like June in, in Buffalo. Um, Taya Clay's checking in from San Antonio in the Knicks chat. All right, interesting. In, yeah, yeah. I don't. Yeah, that seems fishy, Jails. I don't know. Seems a little fishy. They they gave us their starting lineups, but I'm not so sure. I don't know. We could have a spy in here. But it's all good. We welcome them anyway. Yeah, right. You know? 
give them all the wrong intel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We get more. Aren't they really bad? Yeah, yeah. I think really, they said. Really I think bad. they said Iggy starting actually. You know. Yeah, what I, mean? I heard that. I yeah. heard that. Yeah. Iggy's, Iggy's definitely starting. Oof. House yeah. Flynn checking in from Santa Clarita, California, ninety degrees. Yeah. They just they just had to flex on us right there, man. Wow. Yeah. Really? Yeah. yeah. They they know winter is coming in New York, so they just want to flex on us with the night. Yeah, yo, kick him out the, the thing, man. <laughs> get him, get him out of there. <laughs> get him out of there. Shout out Henry in Atlanta. Michael Parker sends us a super chat as usual. Number one fan of the All show. Right. Uh, Hello, thanks, Michael, for that. Let's go back to the phones. Man, 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 Ron Cleveland in the building. Ron, <laughs> what up, Ron? Man, 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 man. CP, Jay Ellis. <laughs> What up? What up, man? How you feeling, man? Man, man, man. Man, I'm feeling good, man. Hey, I'm I'm ready. I wish the game was a night, man. I got butterflies like I'm getting ready to get on the court. I'll tell you, man. I'll tell you. Listen, um, um, Ron, before you get into it, Mark Mark Berman might be calling us shortly. So if if I gotta put you on hold, just just know that um we have to click over for him. But go ahead. What's your point? I got you, man. Hey, I'm going to tell you, I thought about this thing, man. To me, at point guard, you got you got to go with RJ. You got to go with him, and I'm going to tell you why. This is my reasoning on it. When you look at RJ, what's the one thing he's able to do better than anybody else on the team? He's able to get to the basket. Yeah. He's able to get to the basket. That's going to put pressure on the defense True. of the opposing team. So now you got your people out there who can can sit out there and wait to bomb them, and that's why you got to start Trier. Trier, mm. I love the the whole idea of him being opposite opposite RJ. Need a and gunner. You have him. Mm-hmm. You have him. You have him as your start guard because he's going to put so much pressure on the offense. Because not only can he get his own bucket, but you know what I mean. That's a problem. So you you're going to pick your poison. Either you're going to try to stop RJ. Are you going to try to stop Trier? So now you got that taken care of. On on the bench, coming in at, at, at the back of point guard, I'm going with Frank. Hmm. I'm telling y'all right now, I don't want to see DSJ. I'm hmm. telling y'all right now, I hear people talking about DSJ ceiling. His ceiling is in the and one mixed league. That's what <laughs> yeah. he is. He's a he's a street baller. He's a street baller. And what does he do? Only thing he does is jump out of the gym. And there ain't going to be much more jumping with back problems. Ah, and he shit. already has knee issues. Seem like, seem like all that so dunking in the summer at, set him man. back, man. Seem like all that dunking in the summer messed exactly. his back up. Exactly. And, and I watch all the games, like all the preseason games, and it's the same thing I'm seeing. When he did get a chance to play defensively, I'm watching him take risks, and he's not smart on defense neither. So what is he bringing us? I don't, wanna, I don't care about whether or not we got him in that KP trade about the, the optics. I don't care about that. Get him out of New York. He's a street Woo. baller. Get him out of there. And, and that and that's my take on that. And I'm going to tell you this about Fizz. The clock is ticking on Fizz. And the thing to me, Fizz is a defensive-minded coach. He can't coach offense. So I think Mike Miller is brought in to, 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 to build us an offensive identity. Mm. So Fizz can focus on the defense. Fizz is not an offensive coach. Mm. We, we saw that last year. And, and realistically – with the players that he had last year, yeah, everybody might say, well, you know, um, you know, as guys on one-year deal, regardless, you can still implement a system. And we didn't have no system. Yeah. It's true. Yeah. It's true, man. So, so that's, that, that's my take, man. Fellas, hey, 
y'all have at it. What's up to the tech? Hey, the Nick baby. Hey, this is <laughs> 90 basketball all the way live, and I'm loving it. Don't get rid of Marcus Morris. I don't care what you do. Don't get rid of him. Do not get rid of him. All right. Mitch, hey, we need to get him some high top sneakers. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's gonna, it's gonna be that Marcus can be all over again, man. You don't play basketball in low top. You don't play basketball in low top, man. That's a broken, broken ankle or a sprained ankle waiting to happen. It's true, yeah. indeed, That's man. That's my my take, man. Hey, fellas, I love you all, boys, man. I love the Knicks. You know that. Hey, this is our year, man, and I think we're gonna go to the playoffs. And you can book that. All right, all right, wow. all, all love, man, all love, bro. Oh, Appreciate the call, man. Always a good call man. when Ron calls in and, and, and gives his blessing on the season. Um, on the on the shoes thing, you know, it's very surprising that like you even see like RJ, all those Pumas that they're rocking the low tops. I, yeah. I, I guess I guess that's just the the new thing, man. Like even even you know the Kobe's were low tops. Yeah, the ankle exposure. Yeah, scary. yeah. Hmm. Yeah, I, I, I don't know. Man. I, I don't know about that though. Yeah. Um, real quick before I get to his other points, um, Berman didn't call he's calling in shortly. Uh we're still waiting on Mark. He had some travel delays. They flew from New York to San Antonio um um tonight. So he he's calling in as soon as he gets to the hotel, he's gonna call in and check in with Knicks Fan TV and Nick Time Show. Number one show for the fans, by the fans. Hit that subscribe button and the notification bell, hit that thumbs up. Share these wow. videos. Knicks basketball is back tomorrow, Jailers. Let's go. Yeah, Live from the Alamo. Rematch of the finals. We got to hey. avenge our demons, man. We got to avenge the demons. Hell yeah, man. We got <laughs> to come out here and win. Yeah, we got to get this win. We got to get for Marcus. this win. Yeah, man. Yeah, yeah. Uh, salute to Jack Peters in the chat. Jack asked um, what days we come on. We're live after every game. After every game, we're live. You know, we try to get a set schedule. Um, you know, sometimes when, when it's newsworthy stuff, we'll come on live. And sometimes when it's, when it's nothing really happening, we won't come on live. But we're trying mm-hmm. to get to a, a cons- more consistent schedule. But certainly during the season, it's going to be after every game. So at the very least, you know when the game is over, tune in right here. Knicks Fan TV, Nick Time Show, join the chat. You'll wow. see you'll see Ari going in. You'll see uh, uh, Ron Cleveland. You'll hear from mm-hmm. Ron Cleveland. You'll hear from Julian. You'll hear from yep. Max from the Bronx. Mm-hmm. And that's who's next, Jails. Hey. Max from the Bronx, the president of the Frank Nilakina fan Yo, club, C- joins us. What's what good, up? CP Jails was good. How's everything? Good, yeah, good, I man. Can... Hello. Yep. Yeah. Yep, we, yep. We're here, bro. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, okay, okay, good. Yeah. Okay, um, as usual, Fizdale can't, you know, do anything right. All right, so let me get this straight, right? Mm-hmm. Ah. You're going to play RJ, RJ, and I, I want Ari, I hope Ari's listening to this because, you know, I don't know what basketball he'd be watching. So you're going to play RJ, who needs the ball, then you're going to play ISO, who needs the ball, then Marcus Morris, who needs the ball, then Julius Randle, who needs the ball. I mean, what? What? I mean, is anybody going to play defense? Is RJ going to be out there by himself <laughs> playing defense while everybody just shoot? It's, it's, you have to balance the lineup. You can't. You cannot play ISO. ISO, listen, ISO can improve. Of course, anybody can improve. But ISO is also older than everybody else. People keep forgetting. Mm-hmm. ISO did four years in college. So he's older he's than dead. everybody. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, he's, he's young, but he's older than everybody. He's older than everybody. Yeah, I mean, he's you know not. He's not old. So, I mean, he's, no, he's acting like he's thirty-seven. Yeah, like, no, nah, he's, he's, he's good, man. He's, he's still, he's still young, he's 22, man. Twenty-two or twenty-three. 
Yeah, he's still young. Yeah, but I think he's probably 26. You know, like, come on. <laughs> what? You know, but he's, but he's, uh, he know, you know what he is. If you watch him in college, he's been doing the same stuff since college. Nothing has really changed. Right, so he's what's wrong score. with that? He's a scorer. Yeah. Let him score. No, I, listen, no, I understand that. I understand not, that, though. I understand that. But you, you throw Barrett, Randall, and all that out there. It's going to be tough. But guess what? Oh, yeah, they got to like, figure you know, it out. Mark, I'm just, Mark, like, you, like you said, Marcus Morris thinks he's Dollar Tree Mellow. This guy is doing the whole thing. Yo, who's going to get the – yo, what about – and this is the scary part. What about Knox? I'm getting very nervous because Knox is not like a very aggressive person. Yeah. So, Fisto can get away with playing Knox 12 minutes for a whole game like an idiot trying to win the game and having Marcus Moore shoot uh, mid-range jumpers and lose by five points because he thinks he wants to be competitive this year. You have to watch them. You have to put pressure. When Mark Berman comes on, put pressure on him too because, you know, he's a, you know, he'd be doing all kind of wild stuff too. <laughs> so you got to put pressure on him like, yo, what is this guy doing? You know, it, it has to make sense. This stuff has to make sense. You cannot have uh, – um, ISO in the starting line, you can't. It doesn't make any sense. It just doesn't. Like, okay, what would Greg Popovich do? Remember how I used to say that last year? Yeah. What would Greg Popovich do? You think Greg, Greg Popovich would put ISO in the starting lineup with, Ju- with Julius Randle and Marcus Morris? I mean. Would he do that? He would coach him up. Coach him up. Saying. Coach him up. <laughs> coach him up. I'm saying, I mean, come on. Yeah. Would he do that? He wouldn't do that. Because he had, what, who did he have come off the bench for many, many years? Manu Ginobili. Manu Ginobili is way better than Iso. And Manu Ginobili is an all-star. He's a Hall of Famer. He told him, listen, you're just better off the bench. We need you off the bench. And so if Manu could come off the bench, Iso could come off the bench. Yeah. It's just fair. You need defense. You got to stop somebody. I'm tired of open threes. I'm sick of open threes. You know what I mean? I see that shit in my sleep. Oh, another open corner three. There you go again. Another three again. Right, here we go. Oh, two, the, the ball moves two seconds. Another open three. Aren't you tired of that? You know how bad it Nick's been on um, three-point defense forever? I hate you, man. That shit that, is annoying. I hate I mean, you, Max. I appreciate the call. Max is tight right now. He's, right, he's tight, tight. He's tight. He's tight, man. Oh, man. He's um, like a pre-tight. That's crazy. Listen, listen, listen. <laughs> I listen, I, Max. I think Max makes valid points, but the point is they haven't played a game yet. Let us let's see how it pans out. Yeah, like okay, here's a, I know, it's obvious. I know he likes Frank, and you know Frank is the best perimeter defender on the team. Mm-hmm. But but um, I don't think ISO is a bad defender though. That's the thing. Like I don't, I don't think, think he's lousy, and and why not play them all three? We, you you could still do that. Yeah, exactly. Tomorrow you night, you could you, you could still, still go Frank ISO RJ. Morris and Randall, right? And like I said before, I mean, RJ didn't look bad running the point when he was running the point. Yeah, he didn't look bad; like he knew he was doing. Like so, it's an experiment still. I'm to me, it makes perfect sense in my head. Mm. Like to me, when when I think about this lineup, I, it kind of reminds me of all the the classic lineups where we have one guy who can't shoot and he's orchestrating the offense and he's surrounding him with shooters and then it works out. Like that's that's what I see. Like I feel yeah. like that's worked for for many teams before. I'm not like LeBron and the Bucks and the like. And I, I'm not saying that you know, RJ is LeBron and and Giannis, but it's kind of like the same concept where you just kind of surround him with shooters, 
and let him kind of set up and then yeah. you're good and the spacing is great. And the defense, I don't know how ISO is gonna do how um Barry's gonna do guarding other point guards. Maybe he should guard like no. two. That's why I want Frank out there. Yeah, maybe he, maybe he'll guard yeah. the two and ISO will guard the point guard. Maybe yeah. we'll, we'll get a little better um yeah, you, you, that, you don't, don't want him exerting all that energy chasing yeah, point guards yeah, around yeah, the perimeter. Yeah, exactly. That's Frank's job. If he because Frank's not Frank's not gonna do much on the offensive side. Let him let him burn out on defense. Right. You know and what I mean? thing, yeah, another thing is if if um RJ is that versatile, let him develop the versatility. Yeah. Let's just see what he can do. Uh, I agree, man. Uh Max is not happy tonight, as, as it seems. Max is not happy tonight, JLs. You think? <laughs> um on um back to Ron's point on DSJ, you know, it was it was, you know, he made that point about um DSJ and the injuries and things like that. And it was kind of speaking to the point that um that Tommy D had made last night in yep. terms of, you know, what type of adjustments can he make if the athleticism isn't there? All his game is predicated on athleticism, kind of like D Rose. You know, when yeah. D Rose was going through those those injury woes with his knees, it was like, you know, what all his whole game was based off of a pounding and, and driving and all and all of that. And DSA mm-hmm. is almost the same thing because his jumper's not there. Can't yeah. have free throws even if he's getting to the line. And now if he if he's limited with the injuries, uh, we'll see. Yeah. We, we, we got to see how that works out. Yeah, exactly. And like I said before, like it, se- it seemed like when he was in, he wasn't really taking advantage of his four ways to the hoop when mm-hmm. he- as far as RJ, he's getting the contact and getting and ones. Yeah. Like all day long. And we already know that Fizz likes bigger guards. Like he's made that abundantly clear. When he first got here, he always kind of imagined this big lineup from one to five. So mm-hmm. RJ for him right now is a, a dream come true. <laughs> yeah, man. Uh, absolutely. Um, John K says, so what's the solution? Solution is tomorrow night. At 8.30, <laughs> we play a game in San Antonio, and we'll see be right happens. back here. We'll see what <laughs> happens, man. We will see what happens. Eventually, the speculation is over, and they got to play it out on the court. And mm-hmm. and, and Fizz has got to figure out how to make it work. This, this is the cause he's been dealt. He's got to make it the best the best five to, to ten-man rotation. Yep. And, and we'll see where it goes. Um, Berman said he's on the ground in San Antonio. He's not at the gate yet. He said as soon as he gets to uh, steady ground, he's going to call in. So let's go back to the phones. Uh, let's go to CP the artist down in ATL. He he's uh, he's got something to say to Ari, man. What's going on, bro? All right, here's a real voice of reason, <laughs> CP the artist. <laughs> what else? All right, brothers. All right, I, I first want to preface my, my comment. I want to preface my comment by saying that I, be, I I turn the corner on ISO. I believe that he's a way better uh, player than most people give him credit to, mm-hmm. talent-wise. Mm-hmm. But the problem is, what I see with this quote-unquote rumored decision is this. We started with a uh, three-guard um uh, a lineup where we where they were battling for the number one spot. Now you put ISO in there. There's four guards trying to uh, 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 get time for the the point guard position. Now what does that do to it to the team with this carousel? And and let me get to to ISO. I think ISO is 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 what his name is. He's a Lou Williams type of guy. 
he comes off the bench and he he'll drop twenty on you. I believe. Yo, that this he's is uh, my, f- my fault. CP. Be... We, we got Mark Berman checking in. Just just hang on on the line. Hang on. All right. Yeah. Hey, Mark, you there? Yeah, I just uh, got off the plane. Solid, solid, man. So, uh, welcome to the show. We got Mark Berman from the New York Post. Just touched down in the Alamo. Mark, thanks for uh, giving (laughs) us a couple minutes. Um, Real quick, so, obviously, the storylines of this offseason and this preseason has been the point guard uh, rotation and and the the um, three-headed, not-so-monstrous unit. But now we're hearing that uh, Iso Zoe could be slated into the starting lineup. Um, what's your take on that? What What are you hearing so far in terms of putting Alonzo Tree in the starting lineup? Yeah, we're just getting uh, conflicting uh, uh, stuff on that. Uh, yeah, he's definitely considered. Uh, whether that means the Knicks don't go with a traditional point guard, uh, I'm not sure about that. There is a scenario where uh, Barry would play the two the three, uh, move Morris to the four, and Randall to the five. I would find it incredible if Fisdale decided to put Barrett at point guard in his very first NBA game, putting him out of position after how much success he had during preseason. But that's Fisdale. He... He thinks out of the box. And last year he started Knox all five preseason games and then started the season with Knox on the bench. There's plenty of time to put Barrett at the one and experiment. But I think it would be a crushing blow mm. to the psyche of Dennis Smith. Mm. Uh, Frank Nowakina and Alfred Payton. I think it would be a terrible move uh, for their confidence. <laughs> I mean, coming only two days after their uh, four fourth-year options were exercised. Yeah, and, and as you mentioned that, you know, they did pick up the fourth-year option for DSJ and, and Frank as well. Um that would be interesting. I can't see them going with, like you said, with putting RJ at the one for his first game. So ideally, I mean, wh- where do you think they would go there at the one if um, if they did, you know, put ISO and, and RJ at the two and three, respectively? Well, listen, they were very disappointed in how Dennis's preseason went. They were so optimistic. He had a great summer. You know, Keith Smart went out to North Carolina, worked on a shot, and he was looking good in those voluntary scrimmages. He put so much work in. He lost 15 pounds. But listen, he hurt his back and cost himself the first two games. And then he looked terrible in the final two preseason games. Mm. Listen, they're very invested in Dennis Smith, more so than Payton, even though Scott Perry drafted him in Orlando. Mm. There's an investment in Dennis Smith yeah. to public relations-wise because of the Przingis trade. That's what but I said. I'll be honest. I, I can't figure out David Fisdale. He won nine, uh, He won 17 games last year. He made a lot of bizarre moves. Hmm. So I think Payton should be the starter. He's the most accomplished. I think he played good defense. He had that one terrible game where he was 0 for 9. 
But overall, he gets to the basket. He moves the ball. He's smart. He should be the starting point guard. But what do I know? I'm just a sports writer. <laughs> David Pinkel <laughs> is making a few million dollars to win 17 games last year. And we'll see if he gets to his third season. He'll start his second season uh, tomorrow night. You know what? While you're on that, you, you mentioned Fizz. And um, like I said, I, I think he has the toughest job as any. And I think this year is going to be even tougher than last year in terms of trying to manage uh, the minutes for some of these vets that they acquired, trying to maintain uh, developing this young core and trying to get wins. You know, we, we had the worst record in franchise history last year. Obviously, we need to improve on that, at least double it, I, I would expect. How much pressure do you think Fizz is under this year um, to get the job done? Well, a tremendous amount of pressure. In fact, we could steal it. Uh, uh, he is a different person with us in our post-practice uh, post uh, availabilities. He's a lot more curt. Hmm. He's not the usual bubbly, effusive David Fisdale of last season. Uh, in fact, yesterday, after the contract announcements, he was very, very short with his answers about Frank and Dennis, it was very surprising. But uh, I think he realizes it's all business now. He he doesn't have any excuses anymore. They're not tanking. They're trying to win. You said they should double their victory total. That would be 34 wins. Gotcha. I think a lot of things have to go right for that to happen. Yeah. I picked them in the paper today, not for 34 wins. I had them at 26 wins because I have a feeling that They'll be out of the race and then sell off some guys at the trade deadline. Okay, well, Berman, you know, RJ's had a pretty good preseason, and he's in the news, possibly starting this season. So what are your impressions of RJ, and what do you think the organization's expectations of RJ are? Uh, Well, in Las Vegas, I was very disappointed. And when I was around a lot of scouts who were telling me that, you know, there's, there was a lot of concern uh, about whether his game would translate to the NBA. Listen, he'd be a good player, but when you're picking at number three, you want a great player. You want a surefire all-star. Mm-hmm. And in Las Vegas, it didn't look that way. He didn't shoot well from the outside. And he had some trouble getting to the basket, although in the final two games, he looked a lot smoother. But Preseason has been terrific. He mm-hmm. does everything on the court, including rebounding so well. He's moving without the ball really well. He's got a high IQ. He's a good defensive player. There were some knocks about that coming out of college. But, you know, he, he doesn't have to be shooting well to affect the game, and that's why Fisdale rolled him out for 38 minutes a night. He'll have to cut that down because he'll hit the rookie wall. Uh, on December 1st. Yeah, yeah, sooner, yeah. much much rather than later. I, I agree with that. Um, how about Julius Randle? You know, Randle was kind of looked at as uh, the consolation prize after uh, what was considered a, a disappointing off season. W- what's been your impressions of, of Randle so far, and, and how do you f- think the, the organization feels about him? Uh, he's a scorer. I mean, he scores the ball, and he's going to get nine rebounds or eight rebounds a night. But I want to see what happens in the final minute of a game, yeah. a close yeah. game, and he could hit these clutch baskets, the type of baskets Carmelo Anthony just could not hit as a Nick. Uh, I think 
the other night he was having a bad game against New Orleans. He came on big time in the fourth quarter with some three-pointers, and then he kind of frittered the game away at the very end. So he's going to be their closer. And, you know, usually the closer is not the power forward. But, yeah. you know, this is, he shoots a three. He can get to the basket. He's got post moves. So I think he's going to average 20 points. But he averaged 20 points last year, and the Pelicans were horrendous. So yeah. I want him to score meaningful points in the final minute of a game that helps win. And he's a good pass. Everyone said he doesn't pass. Yeah. Yes, there's times where he's a little bit of a black hole, but when he does pass, he racked up some assists this uh, yeah. preseason. He, he was a better passer than I thought. Yeah. Yeah, I, I agree. You know, we want to see that his stats aren't hollow and that they actually mean something. I think part of that is going to be his ability um, to get others involved in, in critical situations yeah. and not just trying to, you know, play hero ball one on three and, and, and most of the time turn it over. Um, on, on this game tomorrow night in San Antonio, how are the injuries looking? We did hear that Mitch and, and Todd Gibson were questionable. Uh, has anything changed since then? Uh, no, I mean, listen, uh, Metro did, I believe, flew to San Antonio, and there's still some hope, but I think they want to be cautious. He sprained the ankle going for an offensive rebound uh, on Monday, so we didn't practice today. I think they may have to be cautious, but that's what has caused Fizdo to look at the starting lineup and say, maybe we should mix it up and, and put Trier in there and you know, become more of an offensive team instead of just going with Portis. You know, maybe they want to keep Portis on the bench with the second unit. Uh, but, yeah, it doesn't look like Mitchell would play, but I think Taj made a lot of strides today. He strained his calf or hurt his calf, but it sounded from Fisdale that he's going to give it a go. And I, Taj is a tough cookie, and this yeah. is his next debut. He's from Brooklyn, so I think he's going to be playing. (laughs) You heard me. (laughs) Absolutely. Uh, Mark, also on on the San Antonio thing, you know, there was some some contention with the Marcus Morris uh, free agency acquisition. There was some back and forth. Popovich still seems like he's steaming over it. Uh, There was some rumors about, you know, how San Antonio kind of flirted with KP, and and that's also been um, the source of some contention. What What do you, we still don't exactly know the story of, of kind of why he kind of reneged on that San Antonio deal. Well, what are you hearing on, on, in that regard of what happened? Well, listen, it was more money. Uh, it was two years, $20 million. You know, he had a player option for the second year with San Antonio. But the Knicks are giving him $15 million for one year, and then he believes in himself, and he's not that old. And it was a great financial move. He doesn't know anything about living in Texas. Or in San Antonio, this other city. He's, he likes to tell us all the time he's from North Philly. So being a New Yorker's next door to his hometown, and he wanted to be on the East Coast. And uh, I know his former agent, Rick Paul, wanted him to stick with San Antonio and stick with that verbal agreement. It's kind of a, a very unorthodox thing to break a verbal agreement in the agency. And I know some agents are a little upset uh, or a little surprised that the Knicks did so. Obviously, the Spurs are furious. The Knicks had extra money when Bullock's physical came up no good with the back. So 
All right. of a sudden, they had a lot of money. They loved Marcus. It's still something you don't do. Mm. And I think the, the Knicks may, there may be some payback tomorrow night. Oof. I think Popovich wants to not just win the game, but win it. Uh, he wants to embarrass him. You know, landslide. He, yeah, he I wants think, to embarrass him. I think usually Popovich might put in the substitutes when the game gets out of hand. He, I wouldn't be surprised if it gets out of hand mm. and Popovich is still, uh, you know, having these guys run up the score a little bit. I wouldn't mm. be surprised. Man. That Ninja P stuff, man. Getting you know, people why they ain't looking, man. Yeah. <laughs> That's Perry, man. Well, I'm just also, I mean, Marcus is going to hear it from the crowd. Yeah. And Marcus has a temper. And if things do get, listen, things could get ugly. Let's be honest. It's mm. Marcus Morris. We saw what he did in the preseason opener unprovoked. So. <laughs> But did he it, die? That's going to be a, uh, an interesting <laughs> sidelight to this game. Yeah, I could imagine. Um, what, what's the overall, I guess, vibe around the team? You know, you've been doing this now for what? This is your 21st season with the team? Yeah, exactly. 21. 21. Very good memory. Yeah, 21 on the I, beat. Yeah. Um, you know, how, how do you feel? You know, you've been around these teams uh, year in and year out. What's the overall vibe of this team so, so far? Well, yeah. Yeah, I mean, they're zero and zero, so everyone's optimistic. And Julius Randle is—I will say that every time you talk to Julius Randle, you feel a lot better about the situation. He says the fans have to be patient, but we're going to get there. It's, it might be a little process, and I think the Knicks are going to get off to a slow start, mm. and they're going to have to hang together and realize nine, fitting in nine new guys is not easy yeah. in this league. So, uh, but you know, they're very optimistic. They. They know they're underdogs, and they have that us-against-the-world mentality, and a lot of these guys wanted to be here, and they wanted to be on the big stage. So I think they're going to be playing great, hard defense and really show effort. It's whether they have enough scoring, mm-hmm. in my opinion, down the stretch of games you know, that is going to determine if they can hang into the playoff race this year. Uh, absolutely, absolutely, man. Uh, you, you mentioned Randall. He, he seemed to be kind of stepping up from a vocal standpoint. Do you, do they David plan Robinson on on, on right now. who is that? David Robinson. David Robinson. Oh man, yeah. tell him Patrick Ewan was better. I, man. I, Salute I, from New York. <laughs> <laughs> I think he realized he was on the plan. The he the, the admiral, uh, man. Who who else is stepping up as a leader on the team? Do you know if they plan on naming captains at all? Uh, yeah, I think they're going to vote. Uh, for the captains, and right now, the guys who have really stepped up, Marcus Morris and Wayne Ellington, uh, I think Taj Gibson as well, uh, that could be a tri-captain situation. Okay. Uh, I think they have leaders. Uh, last year, you know, we've talked about this, Lance Thomas, he's a, he's a great guy, great character, and he tried to be a leader, but when, you, you know, you're not playing a lot and you're not one of the better players... You know, it's tough to really be a great leader. And now he's out of the league. The Nets cut him from their roster in the final days. So now they have guys who are going to be playing, and those should be the leaders. And I'm sorry, I missed Julius Randle. So mm. I think the mm. three captains will be Julius, Morris, and Ellington. Ellington that yeah. I'd have to guess so. right now. Okay. I-, I thought so, man. Mark, you know, 21 years on the beat. Um and you're starting off on the road. What's your favorite road city to cover the team? What's your favorite road city to travel to? Well, New Orleans is right up there. And now 
the basketball has never been great. Uh, I'm visiting New Orleans, but now you're going to have a great city to visit and a pretty good team once Zion gets healthy. The Knicks don't go to New Orleans, I believe, till March, so yeah. hopefully Zion will be on the court. But yeah, New Orleans, San Francisco with the Warriors now moving from Oakland. Uh, you know, the writers would only stay in San Francisco anyway. Mm-hmm. Uh, just either drive to Oakland or take the BART uh, train system. But now they are opening their arena, you know, only a mile or so from all the Marriott hotels that uh, the writers uh, would stay in anyway. So that's going to be a real uh, a great visit. Nice. Yeah, you did mention that you did visit that uh, that Warriors Stadium as well. So should be interesting to see yeah. what that looks like. Yeah, it's a beautiful, beautiful stadium right on the the bay. And unfortunately, their team is not as spectacular as the arena. But you know, yeah. next season they might be back to where they once were. <laughs> uh, what What are some uh, share a funny story about somebody on the beat, Mark? Go ahead and expose Isola, man. Does he sleep with like an eye mask <laughs> on the plane? Was he like the cheapest one on the beat? Who who on the beat had had some like weird road stories? Man, go ahead and air them out right now. Well, um, you know Frank is not the biggest tipper. That's the only concern. Uh, <laughs> I have with him. No, I'm just I'm changing the title of my uh, right now. No. Um, yeah, it's such a thing. I'm in the middle of the airport trying to get my luggage. But uh, listen, the guys on the beat. You know, we have Chris Eisman of the Bergen Record, Steve Popper. I think we'll all have a great lunch in uh, in San Antonio. Bondi is on the trip. Okay. Um, San Antonio is one of the, the great eating cities, also with the Riverwalk. Yeah. Uh, and a lot of Mexican restaurants. So I think we'll all have a great uh, lunch tomorrow. But uh, yeah, I mean, it, it, it's really fun. Everyone's busting each other, uh, not <laughs> only on Twitter but in person. So yeah. we have a lot of laughs, and we've had to. You know, you have some laughs, you know, off the court because watching the team the last few years has been difficult. Oh, and it's difficult to cover, you know, a team that has been, frankly, out of the playoff race by March 1st. And my fingers are crossed that we will still be, or the Knicks will still be fighting for the eighth seed uh, into the spring. Yeah, it's gonna, gonna be tough, man. So, so your final prediction is twenty six wins. That's where you're going. In the newspaper, yeah, today uh, it was just twenty six, and only because what happens is I feel they may be out of the race by the trade deadline, and they're gonna want to stockpile maybe a couple more draft picks. So they may trade a Marcus Morris or a Bobby Portis and weaken uh, the roster. Uh, I'm hoping I'm dead wrong. I'm hoping they're in the high, mid to high 30s uh, and fighting for that eighth seed, uh, again, deep into the spring. But, you know, it's been a long time since that's happened. So yeah. you can understand my pessimism. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, understandable, man. Well, Mark, we, we definitely appreciate you uh, giving us some time fresh off the plane in the Alamo. <laughs> Uh, yeah, once again, yeah, if you... so 70 degrees, and, oh, nice. uh, hopefully tomorrow will be close to 80. Nice, yeah, man. Yeah. Nice, Also, nice. I would just have to plug where the New York Post has started a podcast as well with uh, Kazim. Okay. And it's uh, debuting this week. So I'll be a guest on his next podcast uh, for the New York Post. Okay. So, oh, wow. um, you know, there's, there's plenty to talk about all around for everybody.
absolutely, man. Well, like right. I said, we definitely appreciate you giving us some time and uh, hope to have you on the show uh, further down the road, man. Have a good time out there. Yeah, yeah. Come Sounds to Mark. Take care, guys. Thanks, Mark. Thank you. Yep. All right. That was uh, Mark Berman from the New York Post. Yeah, man. Hit that thumbs up button for you boys on that interview. Hit that thumbs up button. Mark's cool as hell, man. Yeah, man. <laughs> Number one show for the fans by the fans. This is where you get it, man. This is where you get all the action, jails. We get everybody on the beat. We want to hear what's going on. That's a fact, man. All the inside scoop. All the inside scoop. Ice, the ice, all the dirt. Yeah. Yeah, the ice, all the dirt. You know? He said, somebody said, Bondi needs to stay out there. <laughs> he, he said, I, I, he said, I sold this cheap. I don't know. Bondi looks like he, he orders the grapefruit. Definitely. You know what I mean? Something, something sour. He's always tight. You know what I mean? Bond, Bondi drinks his coffee black. Oh, man. That's it. Straight black. Man. Yeah. No, but he said, um, you know, the ISO thing was certainly a revelation. Mm-hmm. He said he can't get a read on Fizz. All, all these yeah. years, and you know that's that's kind of what what is the general consensus, you know? It's yeah, like, it's, it's Fizz one, is feeling the pressure. One one thing to another, man. He's feeling the pressure. Thinks there is pressure on Fizz this year as well. Mm-hmm. Also, yeah. Also, kind of feels like uh, he doesn't like the starting RJ move. He feels like he's gonna kill the confidence of of Dennis Smith Jr. It's kind of like Luka Doncic all over again, really. Yeah. Yeah, see, they gotta manage that properly, and that's why I don't, I don't think they're gonna go. I think they're gonna s- bring in one of those guys. It's either gonna be DSJ or Peyton. Still, I don't. I think Frank is a long shot for the lineup, even though I think he makes a lot of sense. Mm-hmm. I think it. Maybe they do just go DSJ just to, you know, like I said, man, they that return on the Porzingis trade because as soon as they throw him on the bench. Every single one of those guys, from Berman to Bondi to so on and so forth, the article the next day, DSA on the bench, what's going yep. on? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. There's definitely. always a PR part of it, Jails. I hate always, to say it. There's definitely always a PR part of it, but that's part of being a coach too. You gotta manage these. Uh, you gotta manage these expectations. Manage the egos. And you gotta manage the egos. Now, I remember two weeks ago, Dennis Smith Jr. was praising Fizdale. Yeah, he was saying that he how much real talk he gives. And he doesn't sugarcoat it. And he is he has open communication all the time. So now we'll see what happens if he's not starting tomorrow. If that remains true, we'll we'll see, man. Mm-hmm. What do you guys think in the chat? Let us know. Uh, Berman says he would go with Peyton in, in that situation. He said he would go with Peyton in that situation. Interesting. Mm. Very interesting. Definitely interesting. Um, on the Marcus Morris situation, you know, he points to more money. We did hear there was some contention with Morris and Rich Paul. Obviously, that's why Rich Paul got fired. So we so we know that. But um, yeah, you know, knowing Popovich, they will try to pour it on tomorrow night, no doubt about it. So definitely got to keep our heads in the game for sure. Yeah, man, I'm pretty sure the Knicks are kind of aware of it too, and I'm I'm willing to bet Marcus Morris is talking to everybody. In the locker room, telling them, "Nah, not this one." <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, on the captains, he thinks it's going to be Julius Morris and Ellington. That was actually my pick this year. I did think Ellington was definitely going to be one of them. Morris for sure, and Julius. Yeah, definitely. Julius was definitely going to be uh, shoot in as a captain. So they do name yeah. captains. I wouldn't be surprised if it's if it's. I was waiting for him to say Julius. He said it at the end. I was like, wait. Yeah. I was. I was like, wait. Julius is not. I specifically heard a story about how Julius was kind of putting his arm around DSJ when he wasn't shooting well. Mm-hmm. 
mm-hmm. and that you know he, it's okay. He just got back from injury. It could it'll get better. Da 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 da. So, mm-hmm. um, he said it though. He said it. Yeah. Randall, how, about, how about that little elbow he gave Melo? A little like, ding, ding. you 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 yeah, heard you saw. Was... I saw your reaction to that. You're like, oh. I was like, that's not even true though. <laughs> hey. <laughs> I was like, Melo hit a lot of clutch shots. Melo's one of the most. Hey, he hit a players. few, but but later on in his Nick career, you really didn't hit that many, man. He hit a few. I mean, later on in his career, yes, but. Later, that's later on in his career. Like I still yeah. remember that Atlanta game when he lit up Tim Hardaway Jr. <laughs> mm-hmm. And then Tim Hardaway Jr. is like, you know what? I'm coming back to New York. Yeah, I, mean, I miss <laughs> you guys. I'm coming home. Yeah, I'm coming home. He single-handedly, he single-handedly beat the Hawks or carried us. Oh yeah, sure he did. Some BS uh, foul to get him out of the game, but yo, Melo's clutch. I didn't agree with. No, nah, listen, man. Remember that game he had against Memphis, and then he had that he had that year where he hit like the uh, buzzer beaters, like back to back to back. Yeah. But later on, he wasn't. I didn't remember being that clutch later on, to be honest with you. Yeah, I get it. Yeah, it's all good. Ah, still team Melo. See, we're still team Melo. We're still, still one of the most clutch players in, in basketball. Ab- absolutely, man. All right, let, let's um, let's go back to the phones. We'll close out. We'll take um, two more calls. Stephen Evans and Mason. Stephen Evans up first. How you feeling, bro? Hey, what's going on? Can y'all hear me? Yep, loud and clear, man. Go ahead, bro. Hey, what up? Listen, man, thanks for taking my call. Mm-hmm. Um, I ain't going to be long tonight. I'm going to try to be strong, though. Uh, <laughs> listen, as everybody else, man, I'm looking forward to the um to the next season opener. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> obviously, my my expectations is, is measured, man, because, you know, I'm not I'm not looking for us to be well beaters this year. But, you know, I'm, I'm hoping we put a good product out there on the court. And I'm going to tell you right now, I'm going to echo the same sentiments uh, that a couple of your other callers uh, have done tonight. And, mm-hmm. listen, Fizz is on the short leash with me, man. Mm-hmm. Honest to God, Fizz is on the short leash. And with some of the veterans that we got on the team this year, you know, he can't just be, uh, you know, talking his talk and have it be gospel. You got people in that locker room now that's going to look at him sideways yeah. uh, if he makes some questionable decisions throughout yeah. the course of the season. You got to be careful what he says. Yeah. Yeah, for, I mean, for, oh, and listen, real quick, though, mm-hmm. uh, who is the guy who answers the phone for you guys? Because I want to give him a shout out. He's like the first person you hear every time you guys. Oh, yeah, that's that's Nick's, that's Nick's fan TV, I wanna, Dave. I just want to big him up. <laughs> yeah, that's Nick's fan TV, Dave, man. That's our guy, man. Yeah, that's, that's, Dave, man. I fucks with him heavy, so that's what's up. Okay. All right, man. Well, yeah, yeah call back listen, to um, All right, go ahead. Last point, last point. Yeah, yeah. Listen, last point. Thanks for the call. Mm-hmm. Um, I ain't gonna be long, and I'ma just uh, I'ma I'ma make it my business to hit you guys up throughout the season, man, so I can talk my stuff. Of course, bro. Of course, I... o- always welcome, man. Thanks for the call, man. Thanks for the call. Mm-hmm. Okay, last call of the night. Let's go to uh, Mason from Jersey. He wants to uh, touch on DSJ. Mason, you're the closer, man. Make it good, bro. Hey, what's up, guys? How you doing? Good. All right. Yeah, I know you guys touched on it, and Berman did too, but I just want to say, I think it's crazy. Like, I think when you look back on the summer, just the way that the outlook on DSJ has been compared to now is, like, wild. Because, like, in the summer, he was, like, the breakout guy. Like, Mm -hmm. everyone thought it was him. I don't know. And then now, like, I mean, rightfully so. I mean, he had a pretty terrible preseason, but I know he got hurt, but I I just think it's kind of crazy. That that like that the the whole fan base pretty much just switched on him like that. 
Yeah, man, that's appreciate it, man. You know what's so funny, JL, is when uh when we drafted Frank DSA was a rock star. Then when we wanted oh, to get yes. then then when we wanted yeah, yeah, it to yeah, yeah. jump in the free agency sweepstakes, it was like get rid of this kid. Yep. And now, you know, everybody's looking forward to it. Like Mason said, he he was he was the prime candidate for a breakout season. The injuries are derailing him. Like I said, give it time. I told y'all if you go DSA, I'll, I'll rock with him to the All Star break and evaluate. People say, Nah, CP is too long, too long, too long. What do we have to lose? This Yo, is tryouts, man. Yeah, this era is crazy, man. Like it was all good just a week ago. It was bro. all good just a week ago. I'm gonna tell you now, like how I said when ISA was being benched. <laughs> yeah, it's only preseason. We haven't even played one game. Yeah, let's play the game. Play it's the game. Of them. Let's play the game and see how it looks. If he, if he's not right, he's not right. I'll go another right. alternative. But I'm fl- I'm flip flopping between him and Frank. Him and Frank. And- That's it. I'm not even considering Peyton. He's a good player. I'm sure he can play well. He can run the offense for us. But I need to know what the future holds for this team. I'm not exactly. looking for Alfred Peyton to be the future point guard. He's a now point guard. Yeah, he's a. Now I need point. to know between DSJ is it is is Frank's good position the point guard? I don't think so. You know, I think he's a utility guy that we'll use for defense in, in closing situations. That's what I think. Mm-hmm. But I need to know, is D, can DSJ be that guy? Can he fit in this lineup, even though it doesn't look like he's going to fit in the lineup? Yeah. I'll give it time. Yeah. I don't know. That. I feel like I'm not sure if he's a starting point guard, but I feel like Frank could actually be a point guard at some point. Right. Like, it's depending on the situation. I feel like he needs to be more pick and roll. I mean, and maybe not even like a point guard, point guard, but at least – a combo guard, you know what mm-hmm, I mean? Mm-hmm. <laughs> a a combo, right. but I, I kind of agree with you. Like, I want to see what's going to happen with DSJ and Frank, and I'm going to give DSJ more than two preseason games to call him dead. I'm going to give him more time because that's what uh, normal people do. Yeah, that's <laughs> it, man. <laughs> that's what normal people do. <laughs> they give people more than two games. Yeah, yeah. To see what they are about. Jack, Jack, Jack Peters in the chat said, so utility guy shouldn't be the number one you pick. Listen, you guys got to get over the fact that he was pick eight. That ship has sailed, man, three years ago. That Can he sh- contribute? That ship has sailed. Right. Right now, we're looking for a contributing role player clue guy. We passed that. I already. We, he's not going to be Donovan Mitchell. Forget about it. The ship has sailed. We got to let that go, man. Got to let it go. So, um, let's see what happens. Jails, real quick before we go, um, who's going to be your most improved player this year? Most improved player? Who are you going uh, with? Whoo, most improved. Who are you going with? Well, Knox is taking some steps for sure. Yeah. But it, I'm a roll ISO, yo. I'm a roll. Okay. Okay. Uh-oh. I agree with you because with, with Kev, we just don't know if his minutes are going to be because he, he went from a starter last year. Now he's going to come off the bench. How do you measure that productivity in terms of gauging, you know, most improved? I'll go with ISO. I'll go with ISO as well. And most improved in terms of all-around game. We know his offense is there. Uh, he was almost a 50-40-90 guy, or he was a 50-40-90 yeah. guy. So we know that's there. Um, can he improve on the other aspects of his game? If he becomes yeah. a starter, maybe he does become the most improved. What do you guys think in the chat? Name your most your prediction for most improved player um, on the team. Uh, rookie of the year, JLs, RJ Schuen, right? Oh, yeah. Schuen, that's, Schuen. that's a wrap. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Last, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Last year we thought uh, it was Knox was a shooting. Turned out to be Mitch. Yeah. 
turned out to be Mitch. But this year, I think RJ RJ definitely runs away with it. I'm not sure. A lot of people asked me about Iggy. I, I told you guys Iggy was not going to get that much burn. Yeah. It's going to take a while for him to crack the rotation. Um, So, mm-hmm. yeah, we'll, we'll see where Iggy goes. But rookie of the year, I'll go RJ. I think in the overall rookie of the year standings, I think he'll finish second to John Morant. That was my so. that was my bonus bold prediction. I think RJ okay. will finish second to John Morant. I think the mm-hmm. fact that John Morant plays a point, yeah, more have the, more opportunities, and he's playing well so far. So, maybe me, maybe Chris is trying to get RJ to play the point so he can win Rookie of the Year. Yeah, go go toe to toe with John. Go toe to toe with John. Go toe to toe with John. I hear that. I hear that, man. Um, somebody in the chat, some dude said, "Watch out for MPJ." I've been hearing that as well. Look out for MPJ. Okay. Uh, who else? Defensive player of the year, JLs. Where are you going? Mitch, obviously, right? Oh, um, yeah. Yeah, I'm going Mitch. Uh, I'll, I'll go Mitch, defensive player of the year. Um, who's your sixth man? Who's going to be your sixth man on the team? Mm, that is mm. nuts. Kev? Okay. Going Kev. I'll go um, sixth man. I'm going. Six man. That's rough. That's that's a that's a crapshoot. That is a crapshoot, man. <laughs> because we have Matt, the the depth yeah. of this team, kind of kind of even makes it hard to even pick a six man from a jump because you don't know what physio yeah. is going to be line up. Yeah, I'll go with ISO because I'm I don't know if this starting lineup experiment will be lasting for the whole season. Knowing Fizz, it'll change in five games. So I'll go ISO back to the ISO role off the bench, and I think he's six man again like he was last year. Now, ISO keeping it. Yeah. Are you thinking? Okay. All right. ISO killing. We'll see. We'll, we'll see, man. And uh, lastly, MVP, man. Who's going to be the, the most valuable player on this team? Where are you going? It's a lot of ways you can go. A lot of ways you can go, man. It'll be easy to say Randall. Yes. <laughs> it could be easy. It'll be really easy to say Randall. I would like to say RJ, but I'm going to say Randall. Okay. I'm going to go with, uh, I'm going Mook. Mm. I'm going Marcus Morris. I'm going Marcus Morris as the most valuable player on the team. I think uh, he's going to be the one that settles the team down in adversity. Uh, we already seen him being the Dollar Tree version of Melo, and I think that's going to continue. Okay. I think he's continuing to try to be the leader on the team on and off the court. And so that's why I'm, I'm picking Marcus Morris as right. my MVP pick. He shot pretty damn well in preseason. That's he did very, yeah. He was very good. Like it was kind of insane how well yeah. he shot actually. Very, <laughs> very well in preseason, man. So, uh, you guys in the chat, let us know, man. Who, who? What are your predictions? Leave us your bold predictions, uh, and then your season awards. Who's your MVP pick? Your rookie of the year, most improved player, six man of the year, defensive player of the year. Leave all those in the comment section or in the chat. Salute once again to all hashtag news. Hit that thumbs up button before you guys go. We really appreciate the support. Share this video right now on Twitter. Share it on Twitter. Share it on Facebook. Yep. Wherever you guys do your social medias, share it. Mm-hmm. Uh, JL, so I'm going to kick it over to you and uh, close out, man. All right, man. So check this out, fam. Nick and Tom Show just dropped back today. SoundCloud.com slash Nick Time Show. Also on iTunes. Also on Stitcher. Also on Google Play. And you know what? If you want to listen to that right now, there's a little eye in the corner. Just hit that little eye. Boom. Opens that up. Takes you to the SoundCloud. And you'll be able to listen to Nick Time Show when you scroll down. Boom. 
and tomorrow the video will be up on youtube so stay tuned and look out for the naked time show to hit youtube tomorrow as well also if you want to look at read some blogs go to nakedtimeshow.com all sorts of links in my description that is all back to you cp yeah, sure great show jay ellis and salute to everybody that tuned in once again had a great show thank you once again to mark berman of the new york post for joining us uh let me know what you guys thought about tonight's show your bold predictions your season awards uh mark berman's interview what do you guys think what do you think about the prospects of alonzo trier and the starting lineup leave all the comments in the comment section below this show is also available in audio format in google play spotify itunes uh, Stitcher, Amazon Alexa, all under Next Fan TV, and all the links are in the video description right below you. Once again, make sure you share this video on your social media channels. Make sure that they know this is number one show for the fans by the fans. Before you guys leave, please hit that like button, that thumbs up button. Goes a long way in supporting the show. You guys know where we're going to be tomorrow night, man. Yeah. The talk is over, the speculation is over. Put Knicks up. versus Spurs. Put up a shut up, Jay Ellis. Yep. <laughs> yes, sir. Knicks basketball is back 2019-2020 season, and we will be here for all of it. Join us for post-game live. Live callers. Highlights. Live analysis. Hey, that's it, man. So to everybody once again. All the mods. TM above the rim. Dave, Keith Sinclair, Michael Parker. Shells. Yeah. Appreciate it, yep. Shells. Uh, Jay Ellis, what do you want to shout out, man? Merson Verico, uh, Maxell Robinson, JJP, NYC, Childhood Tamashi, Papo, Christian Smith, Kendo Baquero. I see you guys. I saw Craig Williams was, was holding it down before. Papo, 171, Ricardo Kutsi. All you guys, man. Shout out to you. Trevor Cass, TBC, The Label. Everybody. Kevin Middleton. Yes, Everyone. sir. Above <laughs> the rim is asking about the soundboard. I'll bring it back. Oh, we'll get the soundboard back uh, eventually, man. But most importantly, we'll see you tomorrow. Jack Peters, we'll see you tomorrow. Let's go, man. Knicks Fan TV, Nick of Time Show. We're out of here. Peace. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.